I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome to News Du Jour. You may be wondering, why am I, Annie Bowles, here hosting this podcast? I usually start by telling people I'm a political baby. You see, my parents met working on Capitol Hill. By the time I was two, I had been in my first political commercial and even got lost crawling around the West Wing. Don't worry, Al Gore found me. My family then moved abroad when I was nine, and I attended an international school in Brussels with kids from all over the world, and it is this type of global perspective that I also bring to our show. I graduated from American University in D.C. after studying political science and art history, as well as interning on both sides of Capitol Hill. I even interned down the hall from where my parents met. I'm now pursuing a professional certificate in journalism at NYU in conjunction with Rolling Stone magazine. I guess I was always that friend in the group who cared deeply about not just what was going on politically, but also globally. I often kept my own friends informed through high school and into young adulthood, so I guess I've always done a version of this show. I'm genuinely passionate about following the news, and I'm here to break it down for you guys every weekday. We always strive to be a calmer space to get your news, or as one listener put it, like getting your news from a well-informed bestie. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome back to the News Du Jour. We have zero announcements for you guys today. We have too many stories to start off with, and then let's see. We technically have three longer stories today, but one is incredibly relevant to our like Israel-Gaza updates, so it's almost like one big story there, so two stories. Anyway, we have a lot to go over. Let's go ahead and jump in. So for our first mini story here at the top, I wanted to let you guys know that last night as I was going to record this, a list of names of Jeffrey Epstein's quote unquote associates, that's one way to put it, was revealed to the public. There were more than 170 names on this list, you guys, according to Business Insider. These were from a few different sources, though. I read that Bill Clinton was the biggest revelation on the list, but his connection to Epstein was all but confirmed by all the pictures together on private planes and trips and so on. So that wasn't too much of a revelation, but I definitely will keep you guys posted if anything else important comes out of this news story. So stay tuned. For our second mini story, there will be a debate between only Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. This will be showing on CNN. Meanwhile, Trump will be holding a town hall with Fox News to be aired simultaneously, of course. 
If you're interested in watching either of these events, they will both be taking place on January the 10th. But I will be watching and recapping for us as per always. So that actually leads us right into our first longer story today, Trump. So there are some updates in his various court cases. Let's jump in. So as of the time I'm writing and recording this, as a reminder, these things are moving very fast. Trump's team has appealed the main decision that was moving to take him off the ballot. If you don't know about this yet, if you've missed the past couple days worth of episodes, I highly, highly recommend going back and listening because like I said, this is news that is breaking and moving really fast because this has to do with the primaries, which are like practically on top of us. This isn't about the general election. It's about the primary. So anyway, I feel like I'm going to say that till I'm blue in the face, but I'm like kind of shocked by it myself. I don't know how they're going to settle all of this in time. But again, I'm just going to have to keep up with this ever evolving news. Anywho, we also have news to do with the Colorado case. So Trump's team also asked that the Supreme Court overturn the Colorado ruling that similarly took him off the ballot there. In both instances, however, the attorneys are arguing that Trump never participated in an insurrection. And if you guys remember, that is at the heart of these legal issues. But it's also at the heart of Trump's entire issue. It's at the heart of the ethical questions surrounding President Trump. He challenges our very democracy with both the rate of his outright lies against other public officials and things of that nature, but also in instances where he inspires people, whether intentionally or unintentionally, to storm our nation's capital, defame our treasures, and attack both our law enforcement and our leaders. Is this something that we want to allow? Is this okay by our government and our court systems? That's what we're deciding here, and it will set precedent. So our next story is the story that is going to lead us into all of the Israel and Gaza updates I have for you guys, and that is a blast in Iran. So there was an explosion in Iran, a big one, or rather two explosions, where two different bombs exploded mere minutes apart, according to the AP. But then I'm reading on other sources that said they were like 30 minutes apart. I think what they mean is like less than an hour apart, but you know, exact timeline kind of TBD. This happened though on Wednesday morning and was actually at a service that was honoring a fallen military general, someone who died four years ago. He was the one who was killed under President Trump, Qasim Soleimani. The blast killed 130 people though, not the one that killed Soleimani, but the blast that just happened on Wednesday morning. It killed 103 people. And this is reportedly the deadliest attack within the country of Iran since their revolution. And here's the crazy part. No one knows who did it. No one group is taking accountability. No country is taking accountability. 
At least 211 additional people were injured, though. So I hate that there were so many people hurt in this. It is such a tragedy. But seeing as no one has claimed this attack, I'm curious as to whether or not this could be some type of an uprising. Because I'm wondering if the people who would be honoring Qasem Soleimani are the type of people who are part of the regime and leadership and maybe people who the resistance would be looking to take out. I don't know. But ultimately, we don't know who did this, who is responsible for it, or what their angle was here. But this is definitely something I'm going to be monitoring closely. And in case you haven't listened to it yet, we have a really in-depth look at what has been going on in Iran since the beginning of the Women Life Freedom movement and how it connects to Israel and everything else. So if you're interested in getting more of a backstory from someone who is actually from there and is an attorney here in the U.S. now, uh, please search in you know Apple Podcasts for our interview with Elika Laban. It was about a year ago now, so it will come up, but her name is again Elika. That's E-L-I-C-A. If you guys haven't listened to that, I highly recommend just because she is an actual expert on this. Her family members, she had an aunt who gave birth in Evan prison in Iran. If you know anything about Iran, you know what that means. And if you don't, then you doubly extra need to go and listen to that episode. But it will shed some light on this explosion and what it maybe could mean. We'll keep you guys posted. So up next, I want to issue a content warning. This story involves war. We are going to head over to our Israel and Gaza updates for today. So the first update I have for you guys is that U.S. intelligence has independently confirmed now that Hamas was using hospitals as command centers for military operations in Gaza. This information has been held by the U.S. government for a little while as they were investigating things, but it was just released officially on Tuesday. Specifically, the Al-Shifa hospital, it confirmed, was used in such a manner, which is, of course, contrary to international law. Next up in our updates for today, I wanted to update you guys about something to do with the Red Sea. If you're a daily diver, you've been following this with us, although I would like to double tap on it really bad. And I think in the coming days, we will do that because this seems like a side issue, but it's it's almost its own issue, but it's very much linked in with everything that's going on in Israel and Gaza. And, and I'm going to try and shed some light on that with this. But essentially, a Danish shipping titan a big company, is saying now it will no longer be floating its cargo through the Red Sea due to aggression towards Western vessels by Houthi rebels. If you guys remember, the Houthi rebels are connected to Hamas and Iran and have been continuously attacking ships from the United States and other Western countries in the Red Sea, according to reports from the New York Times to the AP and many more outlets. The Houthis are doing this with both rockets as well as smaller boats where they have literally floated out to these bigger cargo ships and hopped on and attacked people aboard the ships. It's important to remember 
And again, this is a little context for you guys that anyone aligned with Iran wants not just to attack Israel and for Israel to cease to exist, but to attack the West as a whole, especially the United States. There is a reason that children in Iran were taught to chant, quote, death to Israel, but also, quote, death to America. And these abusive masterminds really prey on the vulnerable all around the world to indoctrinate them. And that is how we end up with groups like the Houthi rebels, the RSF in Sudan, and of course, Hamas. And lastly, in our updates for today, my heart is really hurting with this one just because I'm so terrified of this conflict growing larger and hurting more people. But the Beirut blast that killed Hamas leaders really now has leadership around the world worried about this conflict widening. It seems like Lebanon could be gearing up and by when I say Lebanon, I mean Hezbollah, the terrorist fraction that is similar to Hamas and similar to RSF, Houthis, etc. around the world, um, similar to Iran and and funded by Iran. Hezbollah is probably gearing up to make some sort of attack in retaliation for killing these Hamas leaders in Beirut. And this only stands to widen this conflict and harm more people. So my heart is hurting. I'm praying for the fighting to stop, for long-term solutions to be found, and for all of the hostages to also come home safely. And that for today is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, peace cannot be achieved by force. It must be achieved through understanding. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. And that is also linked in our show notes. You can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow my personal account at It's Annie Bowles on both platforms as well. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.